broadcasting both live on Facebook and Twitter. I like to say Twitter. And today our special guest is Ms. Vanessa Betts. She's running for the EPISD Board of Trustees, District 5. Uh, before we introduce our special guest, Mr. Bautista, ¿cómo estás? How are you, sir? Muy bien, man. I'm doing fine. Ms. Betts. Nice to be here. I'm thank here. You, sir. Doing Hi, Ms. Betts. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for asking. Thank you for letting us uh, uh, showcase your platform, your your campaign here on our platform, Ms. Beth. So just so for those who don't know who you are, and, uh, of course, uh, the listeners, uh, can you just tell us who you are and what you do, ma'am? Okay, that's a good question. Well, my name is Vanessa Beth, and on the ballot, it will also say Cordia Beth, with, with uh, quotations for Vanessa, um, which is number 44, by the way. I have lived in El Paso now for 18 years. I'm a former educator from CISD, which is Clovis Independent School District in a little town in New Mexico, where we raised our four children in public school and later moved here. And when we moved here, our youngest son um, was in high school. So he finished his last two years at Andrus. And we have a granddaughter who is in EPISD. I attended the the um, Leadership Academy, and if others have not heard of or not participated in it, it is dynamic. And it taught me that even though your children are grown, we all have something we can give back to the community. I learned about all the different municipalities and what they have to offer. And when this opportunity came up and someone mentioned it to me, even though I have children that are grown, I don't have anybody in the school system. I I was interested because I am um, an advocate for literacy. I'm an author. I've written three children's books and education is very, very important to me. I have a bachelor's degree in social psychology. So I realized the dynamics that go along with teaching um, the mental health issues that we deal with. And I've learned how to observe different things. And I know that that's going to be a very important issue uh, when school starts back, especially um, because of the fact we've dealt with this pandemic with students in school, out of school, online, hybrid. I mean, it's been it's been terrible, you know, and some of our kids are doing well and some of them are just falling through the cracks. You know, the question was asked of us on another forum, how can we regain all the education um, that we've lost, the experience and um, teaching that we've lost? And my answer to that, we cannot go back <laughs> and regain that, but we can come into the future uh, excited and, and willing to work with our kids with all their issues. And, and there are going to be some issues, you know, this has been really hard on students as well as educators. One of the things that concern me is the fact that our schools are eager to open. But like you saw in Las Cruces, they opened. I think they were open maybe for a week if that was the case, and they were closed again. How prepared are we really for our students to go back? Yes, I think they need the socialization. They need to be back in the classroom. And probably some parents would concur with that too. However, I want students as well as the educators to go back into a, a school that is safe and is healthy and conducive for learning. You can't learn, you can't teach when you're 
afraid that things are not safe. And we haven't really gotten a full grip on this yet. I am happy to see that teachers are being vaccinated. I think that is very important because we were losing teachers because of that. And teachers were resigning. They were early retiring because they have their own families as well. And you can understand that, you know. However, um, our students, they go home and, you know, sometimes they get things from their parents or grandparents or take things to them. And so it's just not a safe environment. Especially right now, Miss Bess, um, I've tried to do some research when it comes to the COVID. And now there's variants of B117 from Brazil. Uh, that one's, uh, they say, it's, I'm sorry, the B117 from the UK, my bad, I'm sorry, from the UK. And that's the most dominant uh, variant of the, of the virus right now. And so the, the thing that scares me is, and I think me and Mr. Mr. Bautista have talked about this, that kids, yes, fine, they go to school, but if they get that variant and take it home, if their grandparents or their parents are not fully vaccinated, that's where we start having these issues of them getting sick. And, and it's like my, my cousin, she has Down syndrome, and she got it in less than a week and a half. She passed away, and that's oh, that's oh, thank you. And that's the thing that you know we have to be diligent of the teachers. Also, you know, yeah. what's the threat to them? I know, Mr. Bautista, you have. I know you have comments on this because you're a retired teacher, and I asked you several times, would you go back right now? No, I I uh, I have a thing about the, uh, the the teachers going back to to teach. They're not that they don't feel safe. They're not you know, involved in what they're doing because they're not safe. And we have to make sure that they're safe. And not just the teachers, look, you got the custodians, you got the, oh, yeah. the cafeteria personnel, you got you got a lot of people there. And plus, the, then the kids now are, are, are starting to get sick, as we're finding out. Um, and look, if today or yesterday, they said that uh, Johnson & Johnson, they stopped it because um, uh, they want to do some reviewing. But when they did that, they uh, they lost some people because there's some people that are going to say, no, I, I'm not going to take it. I'm not mm -hmm. going to take that one anyway. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're, we're in, a, in a world of, 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 of trouble because there's just too many variables that need to be uh, examined, you know. Yeah, absolutely you, you, right. you being a subject expert, Mr. Bolsista, go. You, you're you're more welcome to take over because I'm not really educated when it comes to <laughs> school stuff. I rather you handle that dynamic. Well, yeah, the thing is, you know, I'm I'm a special ed teacher. I, I as a matter of fact, I taught uh, about ten years there at Irvine High School, and 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 one of the things that I noticed it's a the Andrews and Irvine. They're very, very, the schools are versatile. You know, we got all types of students. They're not, we don't have just Hispanics or Anglos. We have, you know, um, Black Americans. We have people coming from out of, uh, you know, from other countries. Uh, it's because, especially because we're in a military uh, city. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's so many variables, so many things that we need to look at. And uh, I, I'm concerned that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're running for board, but one of the things that I'd like to to know is, for instance, uh, how, how do you feel about the, the virtual and the and uh, as opposed to the uh, classroom face-to-face -face learning? You know, for some people, from some students, they are excelling. Um, but actually, I think they need the socialization first of all. 
because I think it's harder on teachers. They're trying to teach the class that they're in, and they're also trying to reach to the student through the screen. And you don't really know if they're um, getting what they need to know. I heard one teacher say sometime when they check the screen, um, the screen is on the roof, on the ceiling. <laughs> you know, yeah. The kid is yeah. not in front of the, the you know, screen. So you really don't know how uh, accurate it is the information that they're putting in, and it, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I really believe that. And then some of them don't have access to internet. To the equipment, right. Yeah. Right, you know. Um, but, you know, one of the things that concerns me as well, Ms. Betts, is that uh, I, ha I have a grandson that's at junior high. I've got a granddaughter that's in elementary, and then I've got a, a, a young man that's in high school. Um, and and you're, you're right about some students are getting it, but those are the good students, the, the academically, you know, oriented students, the kids right. that are gonna are gonna excel because because they're good students. Mm -hmm. But I, I worry about the rest of them because you know my grandson, mm -hmm. half the time I don't see him um, doing what he should be doing mm -hmm. by being you know attentive to the to the teacher, and the teachers don't know because they you know they shut him off. You know, right. and, right. and watch TV or something else, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, Ms. Beth, let me ask you this question. We, you know, if you come onto the board, cause I, know, I know parents are going to ask you the same thing that Mr. Bautista asked regarding, well, number one, how are we going to cover that gap? Now, I know you, you have said it right now in your introduction, that gap between what happened now or what happened the past year up to now regarding that gap of learning, because there is, no matter what, I don't, no matter how good the student is. For example, the kids across my street, they're always outside playing. And I tell my wife, aren't they just supposed to be in school or something? But they're outside playing, so obviously they're missing something. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, what can you, what, what's your plan, if there is any, if there's any, I don't know, to, to address that, that gap that's going to happen or is, is happening with the students coming back to school when they do, when it does happen? Because eventually we are going to come back to school, mm -hmm. eventually. So what, 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 uh, what, what suggestion would you have for that? And that's an excellent question. First of all, what we have to do is get confidence in our educators. They have to feel confident enough to come back because if the students come back and we don't have any educators, then we still have a problem. So we need to make sure they feel confident enough. And then we need to reach out to the community because I feel like it takes everyone, all the stakeholders working together and we build that um that confidence and we gain that camaraderie camaraderie between everyone, realizing that everyone has a say so in what's going on. That will be the main thing. We have to really, really um, work with our teachers. We may have to give them some incentives because a lot of them have lost hope. They, uh, because they're being asked to do double duty now on, fact, on top of the fact that they are not the best paid. You know, a lot of their money goes to insurance and and other things, you know. And so now to ask them to take on even more to teach online and offline and and make sure that everybody is excelling in whatever avenue that they're whatever media that they're using. That's and, a lot. And one of the things that I see also, and this is not just happening here in El Paso, it's happening throughout the throughout the country is that a lot of our high school students are dropping out because 
they're used to the classroom, you know, class face-to-face uh, -face, uh, uh, learning. So a lot of them are dropping off and, and looking for work, you know, working mm -hmm. at, at McDonald's or some place like that. They figure, well, well I'll come back, you know. Uh, but they're going to lose, you know, they're, they're going to lose a year, year and a half of, of education. And, and we've got to make up that the difference. And I don't know if we're going to have to insist that the kids go to summer school. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, that's a good question because I I thought that was an answer. I thought that was an option. I talked to two or three um, educators. They said, no way. <laughs> the first thing they said, it, it is unfair to tax us with that. You know, we're not responsible that this happened, you know, this, that, and the other. But to ask any more of the teachers is just being overbearing. I heard that from three different school district teachers mm -hmm. they said, because it's just been so hard as it is. And even in the summertime, we don't know what are they going to still be online, you know, or the kids going to be outside playing, having fun, not showing up, you know, yeah. especially in the summertime. Yeah. I have a question and I want to give, you know, in the appropriate time to you too, mm -hmm. uh, Miss Beth. Um, one thing I've been seeing a lot on Facebook and I'm not sure, if it pertains to the El Paso district, I know I see in the Socorro district. When it comes to charter schools, how does that impact the El Paso school district? Because, like I said, I'm not that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm being fully transparent. I don't know about charter schools or how it affects. So, you're gonna educate me, maybe the listeners too. Well, you know something. Let me just say this. My slogan is: Real education eradicates misinformation. Many times people believe charter schools have more to offer for their children and they're using that as um an, as an option but there there's some glitches there i mean one thing charter schools they are preferential about who they accept and also um they're not going to let anyone stay in that school that's going to affect their scores so right. i'm told that at some time and point they may, may be asked to go back. However, public schools have been around forever. We don't, it's like a hospital. You know, You we take everybody. There's no, the rich, the poor, the black, the white, you know, whatever. Uh, there is no um, bias to who goes to public school. Now, the thing is, we want to make sure that our public schools give quality education. And by that, we need to know that our teachers are being paid for what they do. Um, that is a service job. I mean, I I say paid for what they do. You can't really pay them for what they're worth, but you no. can at least give them a good pay. Many of them go home and they take their work home with them. It, it yep. doesn't even yep. when yep. it's gone. And getting back to, <clears throat> excuse me, getting back to, to selectiveness, you know, the, the the private schools or the charter schools can be selective, but uh, by uh, but they also don't have the facilities that the public school has. You know, they don't have the science uh, labs. They don't have the the the, the equipment. They they you know they're, they're restricted or you know they're 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 in inhibited. And <clears throat> and I personally um, uh, felt that the, the charter schools. Uh, should not be taking our tax money. I totally uh, agree. For 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 that purpose, you know, I mean, if they want tax money, then they need to send their, their kids their kids to public school. 
And if you want your education to be that of a private institute, then you need to send your child to a private school and pay for it. But I think it's unfair to that the taxpayers have to pay for students to go to a charter school. On top of that, I've been told that you don't have to be certified as a teacher to teach. No, you don't. Yeah. In the charter schools. Really? <laughs> that is correct. Wow. And you're discouraged from joining any of the unions. I mean, there are some things there that don't line up. They're autonomous in the way that they deal with things, but they are not when it comes to collecting the taxpayers' money. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy, right? One of the things about about the 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 things with with private schools is that the teachers themselves also don't have to necessarily have to have a um, uh, uh, degrees like uh, they, 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 for instance in English. My granddaughter teaches uh, uh, advanced uh, English uh, that goes to the to the, the to the community college, and they don't have to have any of that. And in fact, they don't offer those those classes. So so the students are kind of uh, shortchanged in a, in a way, you know. Well. Well, it's true. And then was, let me ask you one thing about the, before I forget, Miss Beth, is um, kind of going back into what Mr. Bautista said, the taxes. If people know, uh, that should know, that majority of our taxes when we pay to the city, a lot of it, a lot of, sometimes people say, well, all that money is going to the city. Mm, not really. Half of it really, a majority of half of our taxes go to schools. You're absolutely and, right. And so what do you say? To, yeah, the rest goes to the county and then the city. But what would you say to, to the voters out there Miss Beth, they were saying, you know what? I'm tired of paying so much taxes, and the students are not getting quality education. How can you address that? That's a good question. And one of my um, one of the things on my ballot is I want to make sure that the community is involved in what's going on. So I would like to have monthly meetings that include the parents, the teacher, the students, the community, you know, um, businesses or whatever. So that they know, because many times they don't know what's going on in the school. They don't know that many of the schools that we're closing up, the charter schools are buying mm -hmm. two or three doors down the road and they're opening them up, opening them up as charter schools that were yeah. once public yeah. schools, you know. So I think by bringing people together, they know for a long time, I have to even say I was ignorant to the fact that uh, charter schools were also public schools. I thought they were privatized. And a lot of people probably think the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a matter of public awareness, and um, that is what I'm running on. I want to be able to meet with the community once a month, and I talk with someone about that. It can be done. You, you know, know, we have Miss um, Betts. We have uh, uh, a lot of kids, especially you know, in the lower uh, lower valley, and in uh, I know that. It, Andrews and Urban. We have a lot of kids coming in from the from the from the other side of the border, you know, um, and and they come over here to. Uh, some of them come over to learn, and some of them don't. Uh, how how do you feel, uh, or what is your opinion about um, uh, these kids or these students coming and getting an education on our dime? Well, according to our laws, they are entitled. Our laws say they are entitled to public, free public education. I can't, you know, my personal opinion, I can't really get into that. But if they are here and they are entitled to it, then we need to give them what they're entitled to. 
um, that goes kind of more on uh, a presidential level, you know, the fact that they're being allowed to come here and, and integrate among um, our students and everything. I know that it's, it's difficult for teachers because some of them are coming and they're not very savvy about the language yet. So, well, let me talk, I mean, we're talking about entitlement. Um, as those who are watching know that me and listening, that me and Mr. Bautista are, have a disability, we're visually impaired. So, let me ask you this question uh, from my fellow students. Well, my fellow students, I'm, I'm old, I'm old and gray, but I'm saying the kids are in school now that have a disability. So, what can you say? Because I, I know personally, uh, Miss Betts, and I'm going to tell you honestly. I've had meetings before with Mr. Adman. I believe his name was Adman Skensky. I forgot. I'm saying that wrong. He was a special director or deputy director for special education. And then afterwards, we had a discussion with the director after that. There's a lot of gaps, especially in El Paso District. There's a lot of gaps. In other words, what's being given to the students, what the parents need or what the kids really need, it's not really there. It's not really conducive to have that kid or that child come into this environment, which is the real life environment, fully educated, fully equipped to deal with life. Um, so what can you address or what can you say to those parents? That are, I know they're going to come to you. They're going to say, you know what, my child has this or has that. They're in special education, which I hate that word, by the way. Um, what can you say to them to make them at ease that you're going to listen to? Because I'm going to tell you one thing. And those uh, who are watching, I hope you know, you don't take offense to this, but we've had people on the show. From president or from politicians to county judges to mayors to this to that, they say the good good old thing. But when it comes to actually in, you know, doing that, you know, implementing those programs, it falls short. And now that we're talking about education, like I said, I'm not really in tune with education when it comes to you know the standard that you and Mr. Bautista know. But me as a concerned citizen, what can you do to help special education succeed in making kids successful? That's a good question. And that was one of the things that I kind of chimed in on having these meetings where people can come and address issues, not just with the teachers, but have the superintendent there. The superintendent should not be someone that's up in uh, the main office. You should know the superintendent of the district and he should be aware. So that is one of the things, as you know, the this year the board is going to have to do is uh, hire a superintendent. And we have all collectively, mostly everyone who uh, is running has said the same thing. We need to get someone who is local, who understands the, the dynamics of this area, who's sensitive to the needs of all the children, including those with special needs or disabilities. And so they can do what it is that they need to do. As a taxpayer, people don't realize what, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't realize the power that you have. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people just go away and they just, oh, that's why I don't deal with this. That's why I don't deal with that. Nothing's going to ever be done. You know, I'll just, you know, take my kids somewhere else. You have the authority to speak up for what you want in your district. As um, Mr. Lewis said back in um, before he passed, you have the authority to make good trouble. You can make good trouble because you have a right as a taxpayer to make sure that your needs are being met as well. So, See, one of the things that's, uh, that's right now that is hurting special ed kids or special needs kids 
is the fact that they're having to to learn virtually, and a lot of those kids are not able yeah. to do that. They, you they know, don't one, have the capability. One of the things and, that came up with that, Mr. Baltiza, sorry to interrupt you. I'm glad you brought that up, yeah. Ms. Betts. This is one thing I hope you really, if you get elected into office, into the board, one of the things that came up uh, during this pandemic, and you see, there's a lot of things that, that are unseen in, in normal times, I guess you want to say, but when something like this comes up, everything just shines in the light. And one right. of the things, believe it or not, is home education, or as Mr. Baltry said, was a virtual learning. But guess what? What happened is that 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 product you're using, for example, Teams or Zoom or particular whatever, I can't see it, and it's not mm. accessible. What I mean by not accessible, that mm. is, if, you know, if I try to bring it up on my phone or my computer, it, there's nothing on the screen because you know. Mm. So yeah. that's one of the things I brought up to 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 uh, one of the present school district uh, representatives or trustees. It's like they didn't want to touch it. So I'm just wondering, why is there such a, a hesitance to help? The students with disabilities, because this is a this is an issue that that that's, that's dynamic. In other words, what I'm saying is, you give a kid homework, or you're teaching a a a, a plan on the stream, but I can't see it, so I just lost time. I lost my education, and that's the thing that that's one thing I hope you look into if you do get elected, uh, Miss Beth, because yeah. that's one of the things that has not. A, this is a year later now. This is what April of next of last year. It's almost like what year. What year in the 12, 13 months, and it still hasn't been addressed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what can you, I mean, that's what I want to say, uh, in regards to we're closing the conversation. Uh, what can well, let's, let's do this first, Mr. Bautista. Do you have any last questions for Ms. Betts? Yeah, well, no, I, I, one of the things that, I, that, that I'd like to, to, to know is, um, you know, usually. Uh, people that run for the board and, and the board of trustees or a, or a political uh, position, um, I, I'd like to know how much time or how much they have, the time have they spent trying to figure out the budget? Because see, the superintendent w controls everything. I know the board, the board, uh, you know, allocates the funds. But usually, the superintendent will tell you, "Well, I'm going to use this for teach teachers. I'm going to use this for." You know, for this, and I'm going to use this for that, and and I'd like to see the the board members, you know, question a lot of those things because, you know, there's a lot of waste. You know, one of the things that I said that I want to do, I want to be the ears, I want to be the eyes, mm -hmm. I want to be the voice for the teachers to Good. be able to tell me what it is that they need. It will make things easier for them to educate the students. I don't know what they need if they don't tell us, you know. Right. And right. If they tell us, then we can present that to the superintendent. And when he starts saying we're going to do this, we're going to do that, then we can say, just a minute, what about this issue? You know, technology is great, but if it's not accessible to everyone, if it's not in Braille or if it's not, you know, where um, they can hear it or be able to somehow understand what's being said, that it's useless to them. So for us to brag about we had a bond issue that covers so much technology and it's not accessible to those who need it and they're losing something, those are children also who are falling through the crack. And it's not because me, they don't know or don't want to know. Because let me just give you, give you a good example of that because uh, as a teacher and my, my wife both and I were uh, taught, 
and and my wife as a science teacher, and you know they never asked when they were they when they they were building the the new buildings for uh, the school buildings. They never asked the teachers, you know, the science teachers, where would you like the labs? How you know how how do we space it? And and, and in a lot of cases, there was the they were done completely wrong. The teachers were not were not you know the the science labs were not accessible to the kids or to the teachers. And this is what I'm talking about. You know, they need to communicate. The teachers need to be able to tell us the principal, this is what I need. Like you said, exactly. Right. You know? right. And then one thing I noticed too, Ms. Beth, that you've said twice in our conversation, which I think I appreciate the, lend- the listeners too, you mentioned the teachers pay their, 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 their worth. And I think that's a lot of things that's going on here is the worth of principals because what happens is, in, in my experience, I've seen, because I, I have plenty of teachers in, in my family, and Mr. Bautista, is that they expect the parents, or the, the teachers to be a parent, too. You know, mm-hmm. to be that surrogate parent that to teach your kids to not to do that. That's the parent's responsibility. Exactly. The teacher is supposed to teach. So I've noticed twice that you said the words of teachers. So that that means a lot. I bet you the teacher saying that, you know, someone up there does care of what we're, you know, what we're worth and how much we get paid. And having said that, uh, before we leave, Ms. Bess, I want to give you this time to go ahead and tell the voters that are watching or listening uh, why you're the best candidate for District 5. Um, I believe that I'm the best candidate because I'm coming in with a passion for education and for change, first of all. I want to be the voice, ears, and eyes for those who need me to speak for them or represent them. Also, I feel that the board should have representatives of the people that they are over, the community. In our community, we have blacks, we have white, we have military, non-military. Um, we have people who have moved here from other places. We have people who who grew up here. I think that putting all of that together helps to make the board something where everybody can see something on the board that represents them. Um, that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I like your ideas. I like what you're saying. And I'm hoping that um, the, not just you, but whoever, uh, whoever else gets elected, that they, they, they take that same attitude to the, to the school board and, and uh, listen to the, I know there's, to the there's, a, what, there's other districts, right? District four, I believe. And there's another district. That's, that's on yeah. District yeah. four, as far as the Northeast concerned, but we also have District one and three that are running. Okay. Oh, matter of fact, um, before I, there's two things I want to I want to say. So, uh, Miss Beth, those who 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 can't see the screen, like myself, can you please? Because uh, I have the banner with Miss uh, Beth's uh, website and and Facebook profile, but can you go and let us know what it is? Yes, my Facebook is Vanessa for E P I S D. My um, webpage, which is also connected with it, is www.vanessa4episd.com. Wow, that's cool. That's, I like that. <laughs> so um, thank you, Ms. Best, for taking the time for coming on board. I do appreciate it. I know you're probably busy because it's what, when special elections next week, right? I'm next, sorry, I didn't hear you. Next, a special election is what, next Monday? Yes, it is. The 19th through the 27th. Or early. Early election. Yeah, yeah. Early, wow. Yeah. So we're up. 27th. Very short period. Yeah, very yeah. Short period. You know something? It is probably the least um, election that's, that's 
that um, people are involved in. Yes. They go to all the others, but your biggest part of your taxes, as you said earlier, goes for education. You would think they would have that same passion to vote. But many times I have gone to home, believe it or not, and they will tell me, well, my kids are grown. I don't have anybody in school. <laughs> You're still paying for it. Yeah, but yeah, I hear you. For it. Or they'll say, I'm military and I'm 100% disabled, and so I don't pay taxes, you know. But yeah. your next door neighbor does, and they may have a kid that may break in your house. You know, they're not being challenged, I should say. Um, so it's important regardless, because these are the people to make up the community, the children. Yes. Yeah, you okay. made a good you made, you made a good point there. I didn't think about that way, Miss Miss Beth. Mm -hmm. If, if it, you, you, okay, so for the elections, the general elections, you know, for for city council, and you know, we have all of these people show up. We have lines, and but you're right. But you're right. But for this, the school elections, which really pertains to most of our money, if you think about mm -hmm. it, we don't show up. And you're right because I saw I saw a report uh, two days ago about the the school elections. Any school elections doesn't matter if it's where it is. Always been historically low, lower than general elections, and right. I'm like, now that you're saying, that, I scratch my head, like, hmm, that's true. We're paying big bucks. I know why. I know Mr. Bautista is. Uh, and before yeah. I forget, for those who are watching, you're listening to No Vision Internet Radio. Uh, tomorrow, we're gonna have Miss uh, Betty Hallenbert. She's a district Halliburton. Four. Halliburton. I'm sorry, thank you. Halliburton. She she's running for District Four. She'll be on tomorrow. And Miss Betts, I appreciate you coming on. Was she the best? Wish you the best. Thank hey, you so much, Miss Betts. I wish you the best. There you go. That kind of rhymes. <laughs> Your best choice. <laughs> Your best choice. There you go. <laughs> hey, I bet you she would do the best. Really. Um, and, and 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 one thing uh, also, when you get elected to the board of trustees, don't hesitate to come back on our on our show to discuss some of the issues that you think are relevant to to education. Yes. And you that's just enlightened me quite a bit today, too. And I've taken some notes because there are some things that, you know, we don't realize um, when we're not in certain conditions. And it, it brought a light to a lot of things that I needed to be aware of. Really. Well, what it is, the, the purpose for this this discussion was you and other uh, individuals running for any kind of public uh, office <clears throat> is to do two things, educate the voters that are listening and, and educate the candidates because there's been plenty of times I and mean, you've seen this Mr. Bautista they'll say oh wow I didn't yeah. think about that or oh wow I didn't think about this so it kind of works two ways yeah. it works two ways you know we want to educate the voters which is very very important and also educate the candidates as to some of the things that kind of impact certain dynamics or demographics in the in the population and um, like I said tomorrow we'll have Miss uh, Betty Halliburton am I saying that right? Halla Halliburton yeah. Halliburton oh lord I'm going to mess I'm not good with names I'm sorry. Okay. I, I called Miss Miss Betts. I called someone the other day Ortez, and her name is Ortiz. Lord have mercy. Well, I tell called you what. last night, uh, Mrs. Betts. <laughs> there you and go. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you want to say any last goodbyes, Mr. Bautista? No, thank you so much for being in our pro uh, uh, being with us, and we wish you the best. And like I said, thank when you, you win, uh, we would like for you to come back and. And be a part of our program to, uh, you know, give the public some of that information that we, you know they need to to have uh, as Definitely. a service from us and you, 
Miss Betts, any last words, Miss Betts? Any good pass? You know, I, I just want to say I will take in the concerns that you mentioned to me. Uh, I will share them wholeheartedly, believe it or not. I really will because, it, like you said, it, this educated me as well. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I have a lot of things that I want to share. I'm excited and I want to see us get back to that place where we can say we are really El Paso strong. Amen to that. That's right. We can, we have dealt with a lot of things and this is just another one, another chapter, but we will get through it if we abide by our uh, guidelines of the CDC, you know, and um, be cognitive of things that are happening around us. Yes, yes, please, because that's sometimes people don't realize the little mistakes or little this and that can cost someone their life, like my to my cousin. Exactly. And what thing I do want to say before we leave, uh, Miss Betts, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna hope to say this to all the candidates uh, that come on our show. Uh, we have another gentleman, Mr. Jaime Martinez, scheduled for the SISD. Is that students with disabilities and and in general people with disabilities? We don't want special treatment. We just want equal treatment. We want equal access. That's it. At the end of the day, as long as we have equal access to the same materials as a sighted person or same access as someone that uses a wheelchair that can't get into a restroom, that's all we want. It's not, we don't want to be treated. I'm not special by no means. I'm just, I just have limitations, but me and Mr. Bautista, he has more in me because he's older. But anyways. Um, hey. Let me, let me share <laughs> with you, if I may. The statement that you just made can apply to many things. Yes. And the first word that comes to my mind is equity. Because yes, as African-American, many of us feel the same way. So Amen to that. whether yes, you are dis- have a disability or because of the color of your skin or your zip code, we just all want to be treated fairly. And that's what it's all about. We want transparency from our um, from our superintendent to assure us that all of our districts will get fair treatment in their education. Because I've, I've, And that's not to put it at the same level as... To be discriminated as someone that has uh, this uh, uh, black, you know, black American, but I've been discriminated based on my disability several times, three or no four doubt. times, and no the doubt. feeling is 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 like an out of body experience. I'm like, are you serious? You're, you're I got fired because I'm blind. I had to take him to court. We went on CBS four, and I'm like, when they fired me, I'm like, you're firing me because I'm blind. That's the reason why they fired me, and yeah. I'm like, That's I went awesome. home. I'm like. What? You know, and, there, and people are asking me, why'd you get fired? What'd you do? You, would, you, would you go to, you know, you didn't dress right? I'm like, because oh, I'm blind. <laughs> I got fired because I'm blind. Literally, we took them to court. We, they won. We, they put tile in our house, but that's neither here or there. But yeah. like you're right, Miss. Equ- equality for everyone. That's all we want. Yes. You know? yes. so, all right. Everyone, thank you for, for giving Miss Best. Thank you, Miss Best, for coming on board. Everyone, thank you for listening and supporting us. Mr. Bautista, thank you, sir. Hasta la vista, Bautista. Remember yeah. early voting the 19th of April. Yes, next. So, oh, before, I'm going to ask you this in the beginning of the conversation. I do apologize. District 5, Miss Betts, what does that cover? What area? It covers a lot. As a matter of fact, the Northeast covers a lot. It does. Um, and that's why they split it in half. Mrs. Halliburton and the, the other. Um, People who are running with her, um, I think it's she's got like six running with her. Yes, because it's so large. I have five other, four others running with me. But from my understanding, and I'm near, um, I'm near um, Martin Luther King. I, I don't know if you can place yes. that, but anyway, near the Franklin Mountains, yes. like yes. that. 
and my area goes all the way out as almost like you're going out of town. Okay, towards um, Armagordo? Somewhere? Uh, towards Armagordo? Somewhere like that? Oh, not uh, that far out, but okay. it goes, yes, but if you're going that, that, that area, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that direction, you know. Okay. Um, That's a big area. It, it's a very right. big area. And it's a, it's a big, it's a new area too, because I've lived in El Paso 18 years, and many of these houses have been built within the last 18 years. Yeah. So it's yeah, a new residence. Yeah, like that, that's like the far east side too. It's getting huge. So yeah. yeah. And well, Mr. Bautista, I mean, you've been a teacher out there in Northeast for many years, right? Ten years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that was in the eighteen hundreds. That's different. But anyways, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's like I tell people. You know, I was, my, you know, I my first job was a wait a waiter a waiter for the, uh, you know, the what was it. Uh, the, the, the caveman, you know, I <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> well, anyway, all right, everyone, thank you for taking the time to listen to Miss Betts and us, and uh, especially me and me and Mr. Bautista, our craziness. And we'll see you, everyone, tomorrow. Have a good Bye-bye. one. Take Bye. care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs>